And so this morning being the last Sunday of the year, it's always interesting, as I've mentioned before, that you need to get yourselves acquainted with what you expect for the new year. It is interesting that the majority of us make all sorts of plans and we make all sorts of preparations. But I have noticed by personal observation that it is not unusual that until January 1st, majority of people don't start making any plans. The plans start when the year has started. Now, the problem that we have with that is that then your time is already running out. There are 365 days in a year, and by the time your plan starts on day one, it means by the time you put things into execution, you might have lost a month. Now, the problem with that is that time is the only thing that you can never get back. And so that one month that I might have lost or that you might have lost, it doesn't matter what you do. You can't gain it back. And that is why a lot of times I'm not worried if people waste money. I'm not worried if people waste other things. But when you waste time, you can't get it back. This morning I will give you some few tools that will help us. And I'm going to be considering one example in scripture that, of course, we can all relate to. And so I will enjoin you to please open with me to Genesis chapter 1. As I've told most of you, Genesis chapter 1 is the part of the Bible I have read the most in my life. I go back to it every time. I go back to the book of Genesis all the time because everything happened first in Genesis to give us an idea of what to expect in other places. And so Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 1 that in the beginning, God created the heavens and what? The earth. And then the Bible says that the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters. And then the Bible says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and then he separated the light from what? The darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the Bible says, and the evening passed, and the morning came, making the first day. When you go to verse 8, the Bible says God called the space sky. And the evening passed and the morning came the second day. When you go ahead, you get to verse 12. The Bible says that the land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees, with seed-bearing fruit, and their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening passed, and the morning came, making the third day. And then you go on and on. And then you get to when the Bible says, and the fifth day, and God said, let the earth produce. When you get to verse 25, he says, and God saw that it was good. And then God said, let us make man. 
And I particularly like the last part of um, what, what, what is that verse now? I particularly like the, the thought the, when the Bible says, and God looked over all that he had made, and God saw that it was very good. Verse 31. Praise the Lord. And so the concept I want to bring out here is that we may get the impression that God decided to create the world the day he began to speak. When you look at the work that God did, you will understand that this was a man that had a plan. Not only did he have a plan, he knew what he wanted to do. And so every time something happened, he looked back to the plan that he had, he looked back to the reality on ground, and if they matched, he concluded and said, it is good. If the Bible doesn't tell us that any of them did not match, but if any of them for any reason did not match, then it means it is not good enough. Are we together? And so when God then finished on day six, the Bible then says, God looked at the sum total of everything that he had made, and God nodded to himself and said, they are very good. Now, when you look at those things, then you have to ask yourself, is the beginning of God the beginning of creation? The answer is no. The beginning of the world is the beginning of when God put his plan into action. And so for some of us, you might need to have different starting points in the new year. And what do I mean by different starting points? You might have many goals. I am not going to encourage you to put all your goals to start on January 1st. Let me say that again. You, you may have many, many goals, and I will get to that later. There are about 10 different parts of every human being. There is the part that, is, that relates to your job. There is the part that relates to your spirituality. There is the part that relates to finances. There is the part that relates to family. I am not going to encourage anyone to put every single plan that they have for the new year to start on the same day. You'll be overwhelmed. Are we together? Because the one of the greatest reasons that either you call it New Year resolutions or plans, one of the greatest reasons they fail is because people pack too many things that they want to do, they become overwhelmed, and then they don't do any. When you look at Scripture, Scripture tells us in many, many places God was asking Job. He said, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? He was asking Job. You will see in the book of Psalms, verse chapter 90. It says that before the mountains were born, before you get back to the earth, he said, you are God. Meaning that God was always there before the plants came. Are we together? Now, when you then go back to that passage that we read, 
Then you look at it again. The Bible says, in the what? Beginning. In the beginning of the execution of the plan. Not in the beginning of the thinking or the planning or the preparation of the plan. Are we together? So that then tells me that by January 1st, February 1st, whatever date you pick, your birthday, your anniversary, that becomes the beginning of whatever you decide you want to do. If your plan needs some changes, then it will be unwise to put your plan at a time when those changes would not have taken place. Are we, are we still together? Because I, by the grace of God, believe God strongly that when God makes a promise, God wants that promise to come to pass. In fact, God is more committed to making the promise come to pass than you realize. But you don't only have to be prepared, you have to plan towards it. And as I, as I go along, I'll give you some examples. I'm laying the foundation so that you understand that January 1st is the time when a lot of your things should have been set in motion and the time when your plan will begin to hatch. It is not unusual that in the middle of the year, sometimes we become desperate and because we become desperate, we think God should be desperate. Because I'm desperate, does not change the fact that there will be snow. Because I'm desperate does not change the fact that there must be days of the year that it must rain. Because I'm desperate does not change the fact that there will be some things I cannot change by myself. But there are a lot of things I can change. I'll give you one example. When we make New Year resolutions, a lot of us will say, I want to be a better person. Some of us have heard that before, right? That that is my resolution. I want to be a better person. It's a good thing. How do I then make plans to be a better person? How do I know that I have become a better person? And how do I know when I need to stop because I have reached my goal? After all, the Bible says on the sixth, on the seventh day, God did what now? God rested because God had done what? He had reached his goal. So the so God knew from the beginning where he wanted to go. And because he knew, when he got there, he knew. And when he saw it, he said, This is exactly what I envisaged. He said, Now I can rest. When I get to other things, I will talk about time, for example. Have you not realized that in reality, and this might shock a lot of people, in reality, God spent more time not walking than he spent walking. The Bible says, and the evening and the morning 
one day, meaning that for 12 hours, nothing was recorded. And then after that, there was an extra day set, meaning that God worked, let's even assume he worked for six days. He worked from six to six, which was the original time that people use, 12 hours per day. He did that for six days, and then he rested. It means through the evenings, God took his time to look over what he had done and to get himself ready for the next one. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because sometimes we think that the more we work, that the more we satisfy God. No. God didn't lay that foundation for us. What God did was to give us some principles to follow, and when we follow it, then we receive the kind of things that God received. Let me give you some kinds of ideas of what kinds of resolutions and plans people make, and you will see if yours falls in there. Some people will say, I want to deepen my relationship with God. It is good. Some people will say, I want to come late, less often. It is good. Some people will say, I want to do more good to others. It is good. Some people will say, oh, I want to exercise bodily more often. It is good. Some people will say, I want to find a, job, a better job. It is good. Some people will say, I want to gain weight. You might be surprised. It is true. Some people will say, I want to learn something new. Some people will say, I want to lose weight. Some people will say, I want to meet somebody special. Some people will say, I want to miss fewer opportunities. Some people will say, I want to spend less. Save and invest more. We all make those kind of resolutions or plans. And some people will say, oh, this coming year, I want to spend more time with family and friends. Right? Now, when we do those things, then we need to ask ourselves. And what I want you to do is, I want you to review 2021 and ask yourself, did I have any plan at the beginning of the year? Now, God is gracious. The Bible says that the time of ignorance, what did he do? Overlooked. A lot of times you will have no plans and good things will happen to you. A lot of times. A lot of times you will just stumble into some information in the middle of the year and your life changes. But it's not everybody that stumbles into information. And it's not everybody that comes in contact with something that they are not prepared for. And so, first thing you do is you review 2021. What did I expect in 2021? If you want to be truthful, a lot of us had no expectations. A lot of us just believed that God would be with me. And was God with you or not? Yes. A lot of us just believed that in this 2021, I will make progress. Yes, they increased your salary by $5. So you made progress. But the problem is, because you had no way of measuring it, you can never really say if you made progress or not. Because in reality, if they increase your salary by $5, bread them for all the things and purposes you are behind. If you listen to the news, inflation rate was what? 4.7%. And so the government says, I'm increasing your salary by 3%. You come and give testimony. Out of that 3%, they will take tax. 
depending on your tax bracket. By the time you are going home, the 3% increase is actually 1.2. And there's inflation of 4.7. Are you better off? I was. That's what I mean by you plan. Because when you plan, then you know that you cannot be deceived. When somebody says, I'm giving you 5%, and the person is taking back 52% of that 5%. Some of you don't know that some people pay 57% tax in Canada. Even if your tax is 27%, even if it's 37%, because it goes, for some reason, it goes in, in multiples of that seven. 27%, 37%, and then after then it goes to 52%, then 57%. Now, the problem with that is because there was no goal, there was no way to measure. Since I'm talking about money, let me quickly add this. And this is an assignment I will, expect, I will encourage you to do. At the beginning of every year, list everything you have. List how much they cost how much they are worth at the beginning of every year. Because we are talking of planning now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah in Canada, you better list out all the things you owe. On the other side, you list all the people that if they knock your door, you won't want to open the door. You list all the envelopes that when you see their name, you are scared. You list it. When you subtract the first list from the second list, whatever you have is your worth in terms of money. I'll say it again. Let's say you have one house and four cars. Let's say. And your house is worth, in New Brunswick, in Moncton now, houses are worth about 300, right? And your house is worth 300. You list 300 on that house. But then you forget that you are owing 240 because you paid minimum, so to say. So you list 240 on the other side. Are we together? What is the difference of that? 60. Good. You list each of your cars. If you were to sell your car today, how much is it worth? Don't write the price that you bought it. If you sold it today, if somebody told me one time, he said, Pastor, if I sell my car, he said, nobody will buy it. So you put zero there. <laughs> you know, there are some cars that even if you give people, they won't take it. Now, when you finish all of that, then you subtract the one from the other. Whatever is there is your starting point for the new year. It means in this year, let me tell you the truth. When I came to Canada, I was worth zero. It's the truth. When I got here, I was worth zero to the extent that nobody wanted to borrow me money. After some time, me too, by the grace of God, my zero went to one, went to two, went to a hundred, went to a thousand. Uh, you are waiting for me to tell you where it is now. I won't tell you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, but what I'm saying is that by the grace of God, at the end of every year, if that number is not increasing, there's a problem. It means you are living above your means. Those are objective ways of measuring. Is it objective or not? 
You don't just say, oh, I'm praying that next year I will make more money. Making money is one thing. Keeping money is another thing. He that makes one million and he that keeps one million, there are two different people. So when you do that, and you can do that for every other thing, then you compare 31st of December 2021, 31st of December 2022, then I will know if you have a testimony or not. Are we together? Now, when you do that, that is one aspect of your life, not the whole. That should not, and by the grace of God, next year I will talk about it, that should not cut away the other things of life. Because the Bible says that the worth of a man does not what? Does not consist in the things that he possesses. Don't let increasing net worth bring decreasing love in your marriage. It's simple. It's called the balanced life. Don't let increasing net worth alienate you from friends and family. Don't let increasing net worth make you so that when God himself looks down, he cannot nod and say, that is my child. And I'm using net worth because an average person in life measures their life by money. No, it's the reality. An average person measures their worth in life by money. It is interesting that after 9-11, they decided that they wanted to compensate the people. And so they said, you, your job is this. We assume that if you are worth 65, you are worth 64 million. You, your job is this. If you are worth 65, we assume that you are worth 2 million. They said, but how can you do that? Ah, well, they said, well, it is based on the last known earning power of that person. And then they did the calculations and then they paid out millions of dollars. As we are saying all of these things, by the grace of God, I want to then give you what I believe are some tools that I believe personally that have not only helped me, that I believe can help you. Are we together? The first thing I want you to do is this. Whatever situation you are in now, first of all, take responsibility for it. It's not the fault of the government. It's not the fault of anybody else. It's my responsibility. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not the fault of the church. It is your responsibility. God will help me. When you review the year and you've taken responsibility, then you ask yourself, why did my plan at the end of the year differ from what the reality was at the end? That gap in the middle, I, I, I like explaining this very well. Please look up. Imagine my right hand here, as at 2020, December 31st, you said by next year, I want to have $20,000 in my account. This is here, at the tip of my finger, right? Good. Imagine my hand remains stretched out, though, because I can't hang this microphone, so I have to hold it with the other hand. Now, imagine that here now, 
It is now the end of December of this year. How much did, were you thinking about at the beginning? Imagine here now it is 4,000. It means, it means, for those of you that know mathematics, 20 minus 4 is what? 16 divided by 20 times 100 is what? It's 80%. It means for last year, there was a disappointment financially of 80% for you. Because that gap between your expectation and your reality is called a disappointment. Are we together? So when you've done that, that, in my opinion, starts as your starting point for next year. Now, when we now talk about setting your plans and your goals, everybody knows the specific, measurable, and all the things, right? One of the things you then do is that you don't add that 16 to another 20 for next year. Because you will kill yourself. You will do 10 jobs. And for every extra job you do, your tax increases. In fact, let me... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let me say something interesting here. If you are doing different jobs and they are paying you different amount of money, you better have a savings for the task man. And the reality is because if you are collecting 40000 here, but you are only collecting 15000 here, each of them is removing deductions from your tax as if that is the only job you do. At the end of the year, the government will add both and say these ones are supposed to have removed 10,000. They removed two. Give me 8,000. What will you do? It's called planning. So, extra job does not, extra job is not extra money. The tax, you can't cheat the tax plan in Canada. You can't. There's nothing you can do. You want to cheat the tax man, you better leave Canada. So, I am saying that because when you measure what you want to achieve, put them in a way that is realistic. When we say realistic, it means last year I didn't meet my targets, but I cannot add the one for last year to the one for the new year because it will not be realistic. Your salary combined with your wife is 70000 And yet, you are saying in one year, you want to increase your net worth by 40000 The government will investigate you. Because the government knows that at least anything from 30 to 35% of your income must go on rent or mortgage. By calculation, they know. Those of you that are in banking, you know. They also know that the cost of living, depending on how many of you are in your family, that the cost of living will take you so much. So now, your salary, whatever you do, you will spend at least 60 to 70 percent on sustenance. And yet, you are telling them that you saved 50 percent. They will ask you, how did you do it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. No problem. Thank God for Canada. You are fasting. They say, what was your weight at the beginning of the year? And if you fasted for 365 days, 
When people see you on the street, they should be shaking their head. <laughs> so please, these things, I'm, and the reason I'm saying these things is because we realize that God is a God, God is a planner. God plans. Jesus planned. If they planned, why should I, I plan? And when they planned, they did not plan the day that they wanted that thing executed. No, they didn't. Oh, I don't have time today to talk to you about. The day you start having one dollar in your name, you better have a will. God help you if you die alone, your husband inherits the one dollar. If those of you die together, the government taxes your children at 50% of that one dollar. So when we say Abby, we say I don't have much, that one dollar is important. Keep it in your family. You've worked for it. It's a plan. It's a plan. Now let me talk a little bit about spiritual things. In 2021, you can decide. I made the plan, I wanted to read the Bible through. People make that all the time. I don't know where they got the idea. But they make it all the time. And so they start in January, they read Genesis, they read Exodus, but then they get to Leviticus. This is not my portion. 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 They stop reading it. You think I don't know? By the time they get to Deuteronomy, they manage. Deuteronomy 28, and thou shalt get all these things. When they get to verse 14, it's not my portion. This is not what I expected from my scriptures. They say, Pastor, it's not easy. And I say, What is not easy? Ah, they say, Pastor, you know, when you are reading these things, you get scared. I said, But did you read the condition? That if you are acting diligently, the question is, Are you acting? You can make a plan. I want to read, but break it down into small, small plans. Even God broke his own into small, small plans. There was a plan for day one. There was a plan for day two. There was a plan for day three. There was, and the plan of day one did not overlap with the plan for day three. Make a plan for January. In January, this is what I want to achieve. In February, this is what I want to put in motion. In March, I want to go out and buy plants because I want to, buy, I want to make a garden in April. In April, I'm going to plant my garden. In May, I'm going to do this. In June, are you getting what I'm saying? When you do that, you spread it out. In August, I will harvest. In September, I will do this. In October, I will do this. By October, I'm making plans for the next year. Is that doable or not? It's doable. Let me quickly give you five things why people's plans don't work. Just five quick things. Number one, people digress. And I will talk about it. If your plan does not excite you, Digression will be easy. Your plan must excite you, not, not anybody else. After all, whose plan is it? Your plan. You must be excited about your plan. You must be able to convince a goat where he must follow you to do your plan. If you can't articulate it, you have a problem. You must be able to convince anybody why your plan must work 
Are we together? Because that is the only time now that you know that it doesn't matter what comes my way. I will pull through. Your plan must excite you to avoid digression. Number two, you also avoid distractions. Oh, brethren, there are distractions. After you've made your plans and said, this year, I won't watch a lot of TV. Is there anybody that ever made the plan like that? That is the time they will tell you at work that there's a new series. Does that happen or not? Everybody will be talking about it. You are the only one that doesn't know. Brethren, if you are like me, you sit down and you smile. They say, you remember what Sean did? I say, yes. I'm thinking about Sean in our church. They say, you know, when he went to that one and he did this and he did this, after some time I want to say, what time do you people have to watch all these things? Distractions. Anything that doesn't fit into that plan, you better put it aside. When you finish your plan for the day, then you can do other things. Most of us do other things first before we try to fit our plan. And by the time you are getting to the plan, you are feeling sleepy. Because you have spent the better part of your energy on the things that have no value. Oh, it is not unusual. Bear me witness, we are Christians. When you are doing Facebook, you can be awake for two hours. When it's time for prayer, five minutes, you are gone. And yet, your new resolution was that you wanted to pray more. Distractions. Number three. Disturbances. What are disturbances? Disturbances are things that happen that take away your ability to focus on the things that you are doing. You take a day off work. Let me give you a a reality. You take a day off work. Because today, I want to read for that my exam that is coming. But then you forget that your friend also took the day off. And then your friend calls you and says, by the way, have you seen our third friend? Maybe we should go visit. Can it happen? Yes. Why did you take the day off to read? It is only 10.30 in the morning though. You have gone to visit. You get there, the gist is good. So you talk about old times. You talk about new times. You talk about tomorrow times. By the time you look at the world, it is four o'clock. It's as if you went to work. It's a distraction. Oh, brethren, you need to remove all those things. The Bible says laying the what? Aside. Whatever cannot wait then you tell the person that I don't have the time for it. Has it not happened to you that sometimes somebody will call you, by the time you finish the phone call, you've forgotten what you are doing? No wonder by the time that accumulates at the end of the year, what has happened? You have not achieved the goal. Number 14 that, that happens is very similar to the other one. It's called diversion or drifting. When people drift, you know what? When you drift in a car, you drift. And this one is more common now with people that use a lot of computers. 
You're on your computer and you're trying to be serious. You're looking for information. In fact, you're looking through materials that can help you in your Christian work. All of a sudden, an advert pops up. Because they noticed that two weeks ago, you bought a particular dress. And so the same advert pops up again. I say, are you interested in this? <laughs> what do you do? You know the way the Bible says. The Bible says, Moses said, let me look aside now and see. So you two, you look aside and see. <laughs> Most of those scenes are not five second scenes. Before you realize what is happening, you've gone to their site. You've gone to the site of the ones that they suggested to you. You've gone to the site of other places that sell things like that. And yet you have nothing to buy. What has happened? Diversion. Please, brethren, in this 2022, you better be focused. I will say it again, with all due respect. God will not take an emergency that you created. He won't. And the reason is because there are laid down plans. When a man does not do what the man is supposed to do, then you find yourself praying and pleading when you did not need to pray and plead. My prayer is that things will change. And my prayer is that, like I said, these are some of the things, and I will continue the second service, but these are some of the things that I sit down sometimes and I ask myself. Oh, a lot of you will say, oh, by next year, I want to be more involved. Some of you said that two years ago. And then you said that again last year. And then you said that again this year. Are you more involved now? (laughs) Some of us even make what we call promises. Oh God, if only you will help me that I will gather enough money together and buy that car. But you did not realize that the car you are buying before, that you are driving before, because it had no value anyway, you are not paying anything. But the one you have just bought now, you have to pay 422 per month. <laughs> that 422 has to come from somewhere. Right? So now what happens? You begin to run from here to there to there. And when God reminds you, I say, ah, but this is your promise. You say, God, you need to understand that nobody will pay these bills. Did God incur the bills? That's what the Bible says. Godliness with contentment is great gain. The greatest sin a man can commit against himself is the sin of covetousness. You make yourself a god. I'm telling you the truth. Covetousness is idolatry. And idolatry means you now. You are the god. And everything has to center around you. When you get back home, by God's grace, we have five days left. I, I beg you, Write some things down. You have something to measure. In the second service, I will talk about the things you will write down. 
but start writing some things down and say, how come I'm still here? How come last year my worth is even better than this year? It is because last year my car was worth 5000 and I was owing nothing. This year I have traded the car and I bought one of 50000 and so I have gone backwards 45000 And the minute you drive that car out of the lot, it has lost one third of its value. I don't worry, I know what I'm talking about. I once bought a car that uh, there was nothing wrong with the car. And after some time, I, I decided, okay, let me return the car because the way I bought the car, they didn't want to borrow me money. So I gathered all my energy and I thought it was a big thing. So I paid cash. They laughed. <laughs> They asked me thrice, you want to pay for this car? I said, yes. You want to pay? For? I said, yes. What is your problem? It's my money. Somebody called me outside and said, sir, that does not increase your water. You still not borrowed from You must borrow. So I told my mother, please stop praying that I won't borrow. Because your prayer is hindering me here. Start praying that I will borrow the right way. And then I started to borrow. Oh, brethren, I borrowed until my eyes were bulging. <laughs> Are we together? But borrow wisely. Borrow to increase your net worth. Don't borrow for things that have no value. That's what I'm, that, that, that's what I'm just saying. Oh, I don't have time. The that time you don't have, borrow from the time for other things. For the things that have value. Eventually they will pay off. When you do that, then you can say at the end of the year that I have fought a good fight. I like that passage. Apostle Paul says, I have kept the faith. Indeed, I am a true child of God. Anybody that sees me with me testimony. When you go to your financial planner, we ask you, how are you doing it? Oh, I went to my financial planner long ago. He said, Doc, he said, the way you are going, he said, you can never have anything. I said, why? He said, all your money you are paying in tight. He said, if you invest that money, you have money. I said, don't worry, sir. The God of going down will bring it up. I went back about five years later. He said, ah. He said, how did you do it? Ah. I said, I told you that the God of going down, of planting, is the God of reaping. Oh, do I still pay my tax in all of this? I pay much more. Nobody. And I like it. The mountain hospital, when I came here, I learned something. He said, nobody has ever become poor by giving. Nobody. This is Christmas. Give to somebody. You know, we've lost a lot of things. In those days, when you see children, they are happy to see you. Not because your face is nice. Some of you know what I'm talking about. They are praying, won't Uncle so so come and visit us? They will ask Daddy, Daddy, what is happening to Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Emmanuel? (laughs) 
And then Uncle Manuel shows up. They know his car. They will run to meet him. Not because they like Uncle Manuel. Why do they run to meet him? Uncle Emmanuel levels the ground. <laughs> Give to somebody. Are we together? There is a blessing in that. I'm not saying that because I want to collect offering. <laughs> but I'm saying that to let you know that God takes account. Oh, some of us say, oh God, God, I'll... Pastor, I'm behind on my tight. You have an opportunity to catch up. Some of you say, oh, I'm, I'm behind on my offering. You have an opportunity to catch up. It will be recorded for 2021 for you. Why is it? And think about it. And I will close now. Think about it. We take enough time and respect to make sure we pay the things of the world. But we have no regard for the things of God. When it gets to the things of the world, you can't shut them four cents. But when you calculate your tithe and it's 356.04, you round it up to 355. He said, God, you understand after all, we don't spend four cents in Canada. But then it's time to change some things. Next, next time is going to be good. But one thing I know is that the promises of God will never fail. But I also know that the blessings, uh, that, that the principles of God will not change. Plan, plan, and plan. So when you go home, please take time. What's the second part of the service? Because I will talk about specific things that you can then do to make sure that the year is good.